Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're going to get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're going to get funky on this podcast thing. Hey, what's up? What's up? What are you eating? Uh, I am eating... Um, I'm eating cottage cheese. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm going to go with you on that and be, I'm going to say I'm going to eat uh, tuna on rye, toasted rye. Interesting. Weird. Interesting. Is that what we had for lunch today? Could be. Do you think it's lame that we both ordered the same thing at lunch today? And I'm weird. Not, I'm and, not one of weird. those people. No, I'm not one of those people. I never have been. Like I, To me, it's like if you want something, order it. Like Who cares if two people order the same thing? Fuck it. That's what you mm-hmm. want. That's what I want. I guess so, but sometimes that's you know you look at it as a uh, as a triumph of individualism. Some people look at it exactly the opposite that you can't be your own individual. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? That's fucking bullshit. That's overthinking things. Okay, well, I, mean, this is what I want a tuna sandwich. You know me. I'm a tuna kid. <laughs> you are the tuna kid. Like who cares? You are the tuna kid. Somebody's like, hey, you know what? I, I, I want that ravioli, and I'm like, I want the ravioli too. It's like, right? You know, you know me. I, I don't like sharing. Sure. I don't like that fucking. But I don't mind, you know, sometimes my wife and I, will, we'll plan both dishes. Hey, okay, well, let's get this. You didn't want this. me to lick around the, uh, the edge of your tuna fish sandwich? You know, when the tuna fish squirts out the bread a little bit and you lick around the so edge? You know, I'd... You I'd, don't want me to get up in there? I'd kill you. I'd fork <laughs> your I'd fork your tongue. <laughs> you got too much shit in your head. You got to, you have to... Uh, no, but we're like, we're in stop and go traffic. No, but you got to put something down because you got to, you should, you need to control the car because we are in a car cast today. We're doing a car cast. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to... Uh, I'm just trying to get my shit together while I uh, while right, I we'll drive. Put, you, put it down, Don't, and then you figure out you can figure out your list when we get to our list because it's a list. It's a list day. What do you think I'm gonna do here? We're going one mile an hour. I know, but you have got people in front of you. You're in a car. You're driving. You're driving a vehicle. Yeah, pay attention. And I have a backseat driver with me. And too. you got a microphone in your hand. Look, it's the backseat driving that's really gonna distract me. <laughs> okay. Um, we uh, we did our our, our list last week of uh, our. our uh, Best and worst villains, uh, cinema villains. I know we got great response from people. Good people really like the list. Good response. But the thing is, then you start to think about all all the other ones that you you might have missed. I thought sure. about I thought about one. Um, you mean d- talking about villains that you may have missed? Yeah. Okay. Did you need me to bridge that? Uh, oh, I thought you meant lists, you? like other lists uh, of things. No, I was going to get to that. Okay. I, uh, I thought about somebody that uh, that uh, that I missed that uh, I thought was uh, good really villain good. or bad villain. A good villain. Okay. Uh, Sharon Stone. Now, I know a lot of people are going to think I'm going to say Basic Instinct, but I'm actually going to say Total Recall. Ah, uh, okay. I thought she was great in Total Recall. She is, but she's not really the villain. She's like in one scene she's or two scenes. And she's... Uh, and the villain is like Michael Ironside. Oh, and this is, what else Cox. I, this is what else I decided I was going to do. Since last week all you did was poo-poo me, and now you right. continue to poo-poo me. Fuck the Wicked Witch of the West. That was a bullshit <laughs> jive-ass. That's a like, great. That's an iconic like, oh, yeah. bad guy. Oh, yeah. She was scary. It's terrified people. She's and she actually is the bad guy, unlike Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone, if somebody asks you who the bad guy in Total Recall is, no one would say it's Sharon Stone. I'm poo-pooing every fucking thing. I'm poo-pooing okay. every fucking thing. Okay. What do you have to say? Um, well, I, I don't like it. I already people, don't like it. I thought people sent us in, like, people tweeted us some good ones that maybe we overlooked. Yeah. I think Bill the Butcher uh, uh, from Gangs of New York, he's a great villain. He was great. Great villain. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Bates from Misery, someone mm-hmm. threw out there. Yeah, she's great. Because my wife was like, I hope you have some women on your list. Mm-hmm. 
And you're like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then someone said, Kathy Bates from Misery. That's a good villain. Yeah, Kathy Bates uh, breaks ankles. A lot of people were like, what about the, you know, Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction? Let me sure. tell you something. She's not a villain. She's just an insane person. <laughs> She's just the typical girlfriend. Didn't say that. No. She's just an She's insane person. She's a typical person. woman spurned. Hey, listen, that's a metaphor. If you get involved with a married person. Yeah. You know, and and if you're a married person, you're an infidel, right? And, uh, you know, people say that all the time. Like, don't then you get what you ask for? You get what you ask. You get for. what you ask for. Bunny in a pot. You're a bunny in the pot. That's right. You got you got your <laughs> stew cooked. Um, That's a good euphemism, isn't it? Sure is. You get your bunny in the pot. Yeah, yeah she she put a pot. In my, I did bunny okay. in my pot. Okay. All right, what are we talking about today, Kev? Um, well, uh, I guess people love these lists so much. They're like more lists. So yeah. I figured. In our car cast, we can just do another list. Okay, what are we going to talk about? I want to do um, top ten funniest movies of all time. Mm, funniest movies now, let of me, all time. Now, let me qualify that, because that's what I like to do. Yeah, you like to put things in a box. Sure, let's put it in a box, okay? Yeah. In making this list and thinking of this list, I think a fun thing to do is to think of, like, not necessarily the greatest comedy films of all time. Okay. Okay, I'm talking about... The best gut-busting movies. Okay. Like the ones you laugh the hardest and the most at. Okay. Are they not the same thing? Well, no, because I think you and I talked about it. Like, let's, th- let's take a movie like Blues Brothers, which is a yeah. fucking great movie. Classic. Right? But there's also, as you said, which uh, you're a very smart fella. Oh. There's a, a cool factor to that. Sure. And it's the, the kind of bluesy music factor to it, where you're watching the musical numbers, and you're not necessarily busting a gut. Mm-hmm. You're just enjoying the music and the cool factor. So it's great like... Movie. While it is one of the great comedies of all time, it is not necessarily, uh, like, I think there are more gut-busting ones because of that musical element. Sure. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. You want a movie, not necessarily the best movie. Right. But just a movie like that you'd might say like uh, I was thinking about some other ones. Like, um, like um, let's say, like, Dr. Strangelove, which is one of my all-time top five favorite movies of all time. Sure. But the political satire of it is a, kind of that smart, where sometimes you're smiling and you're appreciating the commentary, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily where you walk out of the theater with your stomach hurts. So you just want the one that m- makes you walk outside the movie theater and go, I laughed my dick off. Right. Like I th- and, and not to say that those movies are better than the other ones, because as I, <laughs> as I looked at my list in that, in that genre... You know, it's it tends to be a little more lowbrow, maybe even. You know what I mean? Did you find that at all? Um, because there are certain kind of movies that you just go and you just bit. laugh your fucking ass off. A little bit there. I mean, certainly uh, some of those ones were less driven by plot and more driven by the goof. Sure. Um, you know, like I know my my top choice is certainly one of those. Okay. Um, if you'd like to hear it, Kev. Okay. Well, should we? Do you want to get into it? So, so, so top ten. Gut-busting movies. Laugh-out-loud movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, all right. My number one of all time... Okay, so this is you're starting at the top. I am going. I'm starting at the top. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm not going backwards. Okay. I'm not, I'm not doing a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, because I, I don't know that. What I do know is... The, sure, you're not going to qualify them. These are just them. Yeah. The, okay. mo- the movie that made me laugh the hardest... Okay. Uh, ...was Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Good one. Dumb and Dumber, I laughed so fucking hard through that entire movie from the like the most annoying sound in the world like eh, with that guy <laughs> right. like 
the part where they put the hot peppers on the sandwich and, sure. and they're like, go ahead and eat it, go ahead and eat it, go ahead, and then like, <laughs> then they're squirting the ketchup in the air. Sure, Jeff know. Daniels on the toilet. Jeff Daniels on the toilet. The snowball. The snowball fight. To the face. Right. Here, my thing about Dumb and Dumber was this: was that um, that was one of those movies that for me. You know how you have those movies where, like, everyone sees it and they're like, this is the fucking great, funniest movie. And just for some reason, it doesn't work out. Your time, you don't see it. Sure. And then you see it, like, a year later. Yeah. That was it for me. Like, that, Dumb and Dumber was so hyped to me. And I remember when I watched it, I watched it, like, years after it came out. I think I watched it at Soder's apartment. Like, Soder and I watched it one night. Uh, when he lived on York uh, oh, York Avenue, on Dork Avenue, on Dork Avenue in York City, yeah, and uh, and I laughed hard at it, but I felt like I had that feeling that it got had gotten overhyped for me. Okay, that it got you know the overhype thing. I know the overhype. I mean, that thing. happened. This happened to you, right? When oh, you get overhyped on shit. Oh man, all the time. That's a, you got to see the movie right at the beginning because right. that actually happened to me with, and I hope it's not on your list. Austin Powers. Okay, I saw it in the movie theater, and I have to say, I didn't love it. But then there okay. was one time it was playing in the background at like, you know, where we were all just hanging out, uh, partying, and sure. and uh, I was just looking over and I'd see funny shit and I was and I was laughing, right? And I realized that uh, you know it was just there was too much pressure. It's like when somebody tells you a joke to your face, like I got the best joke, yeah, check this out, and you're putting on that fake smile because you're nervous that you're not going to like it, right? And that's not the fault of the movie. It's not like you'll go back later on and watch it and appreciate how funny it is, but sure, I'm just saying, Dumb and Dumber. Is not on my top ten for that reason. I okay. think okay because it is a gut busting movie. Oh, it's a gut buster. It's a gut buster. It's a gut buster. I didn't see the uh, second one though. Neither did I. Well, which one? The uh, the because not they, the uh, Eric out. Christian Olsen one. I'm talking about okay. the uh, the one that just came out. Sure, Dumb and Dumberer, or is, or is that Dumb and Dumber Two? Dumb and Dumber T O O T O O. Okay, right? I didn't see that one. Uh, neither did I. Okay, I don't know why. Okay. I, I guess I didn't want to. Uh, I love the first one so much. Okay. People don't do that with Super Troopers too. Like stay away because they're like, oh, I don't want, I don't, don't do that, people. <laughs> yeah, don't. Go see go. It. It's gonna It'll be, be funny. We got busting. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with uh, one of the f- movies I laughed the hardest at in my life. Okay, uh, and it just tickled me nonstop, start to finish. Okay. Team America World Police. Oh, that's on my list. That's on your list? You know it's on my list. Oh, my God. I We saw it together. We were, I think we were making Dukes of Hazard, right? Uh, yes. We were making Dukes of Hazard. We were down Baton Rouge, and we went and saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I laughed my fucking ass off. Laughed. So, at, at, like, we laughed from the moment it started. Like, and I don't know if it's just my wheelhouse, but just the concept of the puppets. It was just great. I mean, first of all, it's like it was, it was so ambitious. And it was like, there. I think you had to be in the mood for something like that. And to also appreciate, like, you're, wa- you're going to watch an action movie with puppets. And it's like, when they're <laughs> running and shit, like, that opening scene where the terrorist and... Uh, right. In France, and like people are running through <laughs> France, and like Durka, Durka, Durka. Yeah, I mean it's uh, and the that scene where you like vomits outside the bar, the, the sex scene, the sex scene. Oh, the my direct God. the director's cut. I mean, we laughed our asses off at the sex scene, and then the director's cut that has a little bit of poo poo and pee pee in it. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, we laughed our <laughs> fucking asses off. But but even but beyond that, like the the you know, it's like the. Uh, their boss, who's constantly telling him to like, you know, give him a blowjob, right. and he's like, go, right. go and right. go. Right. Uh, there was, and you know, there's the story about 
how his brother got killed with the, <laughs> the gorillas, yeah, or with the blueberries in his pocket. Sure, and, you know uh, the rent, the musical thing, and the the yeah, opening AIDS, number. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. They did the thing that you and I ha- have always been very fond of, which is just slight, you know, kind of poking fun at, at things and uh, an extra yeah. cheese on everything. And yeah, they throw the extra because that's the thing about it. You and I have had a great time watching those guys' movies over the years. I mean, I remember when we got that. Uh, it was a bootleg co- or some copy of Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. That those guys made, and um, and uh, we would watch that at your apartment. We re- on VHS. On VHS, we rewound the opening musical number of that like ten times in a row. Yeah, and, and that's that. what it's like. And 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 Trey Parker and Matt Stone made that as their wasn't there like a film school? It was, it was like their, their student film. School? Yeah, okay. it was a student film. And then uh, yeah, and also South Park the movie we loved. That that's on my list. Also, it's the farther down, but because uh, I, I you know I didn't want to double up with those guys. But well, I figured we'd, we'd I laughed my ass off at that movie too. Yeah, and Orgasmo, I loved Orgasmo too. But yeah, no, and and Tina Macker also like when uh, when she's saying I would, if you told me you would never die, I would make love to you right now, and he goes, I will never die, <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to them like fucking going at it. Yeah. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, and also the, you know, with those guys, also the music they throw in, like America, <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, it was great. Yeah, that was uh, that's a so that one. was on your list too. Oh, it's definitely on my list. Okay, good, absolutely. I, okay, I left my ass off. For okay, that. okay, so we throw that into our mutual top ten. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, what else you got? Um, another one that I fucking loved was uh, which we saw in the movie theater together as well was uh, Zoolander. Okay, I think Zoolander. I laughed my fucking ass off. And it's, again, it's because, like, I thought those guys, I thought uh, uh, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson did a great job of, like, just kind of doing that, like, cheesy thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like the fucking Blue Steel and Will Ferrell was great in I'll it. I'll tell you this. I recently rewatched it. Yeah. Like, within the last week. I watched it with my kids. Okay. Because, you know, I, I was trying to remember uh, if it would be a problematic thing to watch with my kids because it's just so silly, you know, which I think is fucking great. And so we watched it. The only part was there's like the little orgy they do at the end, yeah. <laughs> in the late part with uh, with Ben Stiller's wife. And uh, it's a three way yeah. and then the fucking Maori uh, Indians and then all of a sudden or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I fast forwarded through that scene. But uh, but otherwise, Owen Wilson is phenomenal in that movie. He is so, and I don't know if it's because it's the perfect part for him to play, but he's he's so like surfer dude yet, like a funny, sensitive, uh, you know, it just the, the, all the elements, yeah, the way he delivers his lines. That was great, and he shows up on a skateboard, and that's his thing. That's like, great. Uh, it's a, it's a razor scooter or whatever. And yeah. Then, uh, the gasoline uh, scene, gasoline scene at the beginning. The coal miner scene when Ben Stiller goes home and he's like, yeah, and you have fucking mermaid. He's like, there's a merman. Yeah. A merman. <laughs> and the funny thing is you have uh, uh, Vince Vaughn and Judah Freelander play as brothers. Yeah. And they never say a fucking word. No, it was great. Not even one word. Yeah. And uh, which I think is kind of funny. But, I, you know, yeah, I recently watched that. And it's also like it was very early in the Will Ferrell uh, movie career. Yeah, and like you saw him take that part and was hysterical. They, my, he was my kid's favorite character. Well, he's great, uh, and he is just Hansel is so hot right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he was great. What's his name? Like Mumbato or something? <laughs> yeah, Mugato yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I loved everything about that movie, and and we did see it in the theater. Uh, we saw it in the theater. I I think on the Upper East Side, we saw it in the theater. Yeah, 
Well, and the funny thing is uh, about uh, when you and I see movies together and we are laughing our asses off is that we laugh our asses off and right. people in the theater start laughing at us. Sure. At how dumb we are. Sure. Um, which is what we did there for sure. Sure. Okay, go. Okay, I'm going to throw out a few of these and I'll tell you, a few of these are uh, time-related in the sense that when I first saw them was when I laughed really hard. Okay. Memorably laughed hard. And that maybe if I watched them today, interestingly, maybe I wouldn't have that same reaction. Okay. But at the time, that was the funniest thing. Now, I'll tell you one of those, because I, I rewatched this movie also within the last week, was Airplane. Mm-hmm. When I saw Airplane in the theater... Yeah. I fell out of my seat laughing. Yeah. And I don't know how old I was. I mean, I had to be like 12 or 13. I don't know how old I was when I saw that movie the first time. And I had never seen anything like that. It was the funniest fucking movie I'd ever seen. Nor had, I don't think anybody had seen anything like that. Like the Zucker brothers showed up. Like first they did, you know, their police. They did the Kentucky Fried movie. uh, Kentucky Fried movie. They did Police Squad. I think this was pre-Police Squad. Was it? Yeah. Um, But yeah, Kentucky Fried movie. And did they do the groove tube as well, or was that somebody no, else? No, that's that's somebody else, I think. Um, but yeah, airplane was revolutionary. I mean, I like we were kids when that came out, and uh, and I, I watched it last week with my kids, and and it's hard because like there are so many jokes that don't translate into today. Okay, you know what I mean? It's like dudes running to the uh, to the phone uh, bank at the sure. airport, the fan bank tip somewhere, or like. Smoking on airplanes. Sure. Like he walks up to the desk and he goes, uh, "You know, one ticket to Chicago." Would you like that smoking or non-smoking? Smoking, and she hands him a smoking ticket. My kids had no fucking clue. Okay. What yeah. that joke was? Sure. Uh, the Harry Krishna runner. Yeah. The Harry Krishna's in the airport. Yeah, with Joey Suzu. Yeah, they didn't get any of that okay. stuff. Like, like, and just like no one will understand what I mean when I say Joey. Suzu. <laughs> when you say Joey Suzu, yeah. right? Uh, but at the time. The, the shit was like like the jive talking guys like you watch that now and you're like I don't know if you can make that anymore yeah but at the time I was like oh my god what the fuck are those guys saying sure then like uh, yeah that was great Sean wanna help Sean get help <laughs> but like uh, you know I mean they had all those kind of random jokes that we hadn't really seen it's like when everybody's like sticking their head forward and then all of a sudden the head comes upside down from the, <laughs> right, right. the top of the frame. That's great. Also, the first tits I've ever seen in a movie, mm. in a movie theater. Yeah, well, if you remember a Kentucky Fried movie, they also did like Catholic High School Girls in Trouble <laughs> right. presented by Samuel Bronquist. And that was, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, they, they, uh, they threw up gratuitous uh, breasts for, you know. The young and that boys. was the one where like, there's something going on. I, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I can't breathe. And all of a sudden, there are tits on the screen, and you're like a you know 13 year old boy. You're like, Wah! yeah, tits. Yeah, that was great. And uh, you know, it's funny because like uh, that's on my list as well. Though I have to say, you know, in ter- since we're kind of grouping people together, like Naked Gun for me w- was like I loved that more. Sure. Okay. I love. I didn't love that more, but I I, I definitely laughed when I saw it. But I, f- I feel like we were older when that was the case. You know, like. Airplane has a wide-eyed, you know, young boy joy to it for me. It's you know the test, it's, it, it's not just that. It's just the style of ridiculous humor. And, and a lot of it doesn't hold up anymore when you watch it. But, like, well, that's, you know, at the time of my life, I was like, oh, my God, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting because it's like that's, I think that's always, you know, going to be the problem with some of your favorite movies, whether they're comedies or action or anything, you know, like, is it that you... 
love them because you were young, and, and is it you love them because you were seeing them for the first time? Yeah, and I have a couple of those on my list. So. Yeah, there's plenty of them. Um, uh, but didn't we see Robert Hayes one time? We were at Sundance. Yeah, it was our first time at Sundance. Okay, well, I can't remember. We was at a bar or something, right? We were there with Paul Cruiser. It was the first bar we went to. Yeah. And that was and Robert Hayes, the lead guy, the lead guy in, at, air, uh, in airplane. Yeah. yeah, and we saw him, and uh, we went up and talked to him, and, and uh, you know he could, he was gracious and cool, yeah. and that he was, was exciting. The star of that movie, um, sure, and will forever be the star of Airplane. Yeah. Has he ever had like a, a as big of a role in anything? Um, airplane two. Well, you know, does that count? No. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he was on a TV show. Was he on that TV show with the with the, like It's a Living or something like that? Was he on that TV show? I think he might have been on the TV show. I can't even remember. It's a living. Um, okay. All right. Airplane. Okay. That's on mine. Okay. Okay. So, so far we have Team America, Airplane, Dumb and Dumber, and Zoolander. Okay. Let's see. Try to f- not crash the car while you're looking I'm at I'm going to try list. not to run a, run a windy road. Okay. Have to like look down and see what's here. Okay, well here's here's the thing I'm looking at. Okay, and uh, you know this one is a recent, is a recent one. Okay, I'm trying to think what kind of recent. I don't really have a ton of recent ones. Okay, I, go. I'll tell you a movie that I laughed my ass off yeah. all the way through. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, I laughed my fucking ass yeah, off. Are you gonna say that's the funniest top ten funniest movies of all time? I can't though? believe you're fucking doing this. Quick. Well, why? I mean, like I love that movie. I told you my favorite movie of last year, but I feel like you're like. Taking a movie that's funny and saying it's the funniest movie you've ever seen. I have. I here's what I did. I laughed my ass off during that movie. Okay. And uh, you know we're we're clumping things together here. As I look down the list, I'm like, you know what? Like I know there's one on the list. I don't want to take it because you mentioned it to me yesterday. So I, I would. I actually would have said that one next, but I okay. didn't want to steal your thunder. Well, I don't have to do that. So that means you only have four. No, I have like thirteen. Okay. But I'm driving, and we're narrowing down to five. <laughs> and, and if I thought that I had to please you with my picks, Kev, I would try to. I would have chosen. Okay, I just feel like you're going off topic. That's all. Okay, here we go, Kev. Jackass. Okay, great. Okay. There you go. I and I knew that you had said it yesterday. We saw this one together too. Why do we see all these movies together? Because uh, we were friends at one time. <laughs> okay, well, once we enjoyed going back to the movies together. You were back before you were uh, uh, just a sourpuss, a questioning just asshole, a, 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 a questioning asshole, a peepee and the Cheerio. Uh, I remember. <laughs> Seeing Jackass the movie and okay. laughing so hard that it actually worried me because I was thinking uh, that there was no way that I would ever be able to make a movie that was as funny as that because that movie it was it was real yeah and it was extreme and I was I was fucking coughing up lungs yeah and uh, I remember that because we were in the movie theater and we as we left it was like I remember you being a little a little rocked by it in the sense of like. I could never make a movie that's funnier than that movie. No. So what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I, I and I remember your 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 inner turmoil over that. I was because, like you know, look, I've seen I've seen other movies before. You know, I had seen yeah. I had seen my my Zoolanders and my Team Americas and my you know uh, my Dumb and Dumbers, and uh, I had never laughed as hard. Right. Like Dumb and Dumber, I laughed my fucking ass off. Sure. But, like, the jackass one was, like, it was killing me how hard I was laughing. Right. And then, you know, we were in the process of making films, and I was scared because I was like, maybe we should uh, come up with something different. Well, now, now some people will say, though, that it's not a narrative film, so maybe it's different. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think it's a, it's a feature film that I saw in the movie theater 
maybe more than once. I think I went and saw it twice. And I laughed from start to finish as big as you can laugh. Yeah. It's like, I think it's how many times did you laugh in the 90 minutes? And you remember, uh, it also affected, like, we, at the time, we were, we were writing other movies and developing other movies. And Jackass uh, was so funny and successful that it had seeped into, like, you know, you go to those studio meetings and like, you go meet with the executives and they want what's hot. Mm-hmm. And you would pitch them an idea, and their thing was, how can you make it like Jackass? Sure. I remember we were pitching a movie. We sold the movie. Um, you and I, uh, we don't have to say what it is, but we sold the movie to Warner Brothers. Okay. And there's an executive, and the, the, the idea was, the, the general idea was that uh, it's about a fat guy who gets thin. Yeah. And I was going to play the fat guy. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out how to do the thin thing. And the executive wanted to do... You know, like Jackass, like a reality thing yeah. where I really do lose like 80 pounds. Yeah. And maybe we stop production for it. Yeah. And then we come back and shoot it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I think we could just do it with fucking computers. Yeah. We were thinking just like <laughs> CGI. And I was like, thinking about, you know, like a Benjamin Button or like a fucking Captain America. Put my head on some other shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Not, how about we don't stop shooting at all <laughs> and we don't stop eating and I just fucking. Just but that dude was so consumed with the reality movies that he wanted to stop production for months forced me to lose weight. Maybe he was doing it as a favor to me. Well, remember, he was because, like, the reason he had uh, bought the script in the first place was because he was saying that he had right. undergone a, a similar type of, uh, of weight loss. That's true. And, uh, you know, like he, had, he had gone on an apple diet. Where he would literally, I remember in those meetings, it would be like, you eat the whole apple? He's like, yeah. It would be like, do you eat the anus of the apple? And he'd be like, yeah, everything, the stem. And we're like, oh, you get the fuck out of here. And uh, Those are the only calories I'm allowed to have all day long. But that was the thing. And then he lost all that weight. But we were talking about, like, you know, the, in the movie, the character does, like, a, uh, or thinks about getting a stomach staple. And, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we have, there's the characters with the loose skin. And I think he wanted to, like, deal with that issue in a serious <laughs> right. way. He wanted right. to break it down right. every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, jackass. And then for a while, by the way, in terms of Hollywood, after, like, when, like, the Apatow movies and, like, Superbad came out, then everyone wanted banter. Sure. And we're going to meetings where they'd be like, we need more banter in this script. Right. Like, what do you mean? That's and like, more heart. Yeah, heart, heart. And more heart. Became a big thing, um, too. But, you know, I like heart. Um, but, yeah, so Jackass. Uh, and the fun thing was that we, then we got a chance to work with Knoxville, and he is as crazy in real life as... He is. I would encourage people to go back and listen to our Knoxville yeah, we, podcast. And the nice thing is it was after Bad Grandpa came out, and I yeah. actually thought... Bad Grandpa was on the level, and there was a narrative in that. That yeah. was something that combined the genres of a narrative story with that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what was interesting great. to me, was that he figured out a way to put the jackass things into a narrative structure, which was kind of cool, I thought. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was great. But, uh, yeah, okay. So, Jackass, I'm with you. I, that's That was in my top, also. Okay. I'm going to go with my maybe my top funniest... Uh, laugh movie for me because um, this is a movie like every piece of dialogue to me was just laugh out loud funny okay Spinal Tap Spinal Tap is great probably my my favorite comedy movie of all time I think the greatest comedy movie of all time uh, but also in it, it's in this gut busting genre for me yeah well the thing about that movie was there was uh, it had everything you know it had banter because there was a lot of improv going on. Yeah. Uh, it had uh, funny visual, uh, funny visual comedy and yep. physical comedy. You Great know. characters, funny characters, Great funny characters. songs. 
funny songs, really funny lyrics, songs, and they were po- also they were spoofing the genre of music with those yeah. those uh, hair bands, those ridiculous late seventies and early eighties ha- hair bands. And it's it's one of the most quotable uh, movies that you'll find, you know, which I think is what we aspire to also is to have those quotable things, which I think that movie is right up there. But I'll tell you, I I, uh, I feel like I came late to the party, and I, you know. Like I didn't see Spinal Tap in the movie theater, did you? You know, I I don't think I did. I think that was a VHS one. I mean, we wore it out. Well, for me, it was like I remember. I remember when it came out because I remember they were on Saturday Night Live, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it was like guys doing characters, and I was like, "I don't know what this is." And then I remember when I was in college, uh, my roommates, my roommates, and I we rented it. Yeah, on VHS. Yeah, and we we brought it back to the 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 dorm room mm-hmm. and we watched it and laughed our fucking asses off. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit! And then you just watched it over and over and over again. Yeah, that was glad. And then I remember, like, didn't you go? Uh, Spinal Tap was playing in concert. Yeah, and then- we were. I mean, we were such huge fans. And uh, see, so yeah, Spinal Tap, <laughs> they did a reunion tour. Yeah, and it was like probably like. Uh, mid nineties, early nineties, or whatever it was, and um, they were playing the Beacon Theater in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so, um, me and Chandler Sekar, you didn't, you didn't come, right? Did you come to that? No, I didn't come. Me, Chandler Sekar, I think Stolhansky, I can't remember who else, some other friends. We got tickets. We were so fucking excited. We were going to go see the Spinal Tap guys do a yeah. concert at the Beacon, and we decided uh, to get dressed up as Spinal Tap, yeah. which we assumed. Was the thing to do. Well, I remember one of you guys was making a hard sell. Like, no, everyone's going to be dressed up there. Fuck Are you crazy? Yeah. We, so we had the tights, the wigs, the fucking, like, t- you know, tank top T-shirt shit. You know, we had the a real, we, uh, we decked ourselves out, right? Yeah. And uh, maybe even the fake cold sore, maybe, on the uh, face. Sure, I don't even sure, know. Sure, But uh, we decked ourselves out, and uh, we got up to the beacon and walked up to the front of the thing, which was packed, and not one other person was in costume. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were the only ones in costume. That's the best part about it. Which, you know, in your mind, you're like, oh, shit, do we dork out? But, you know, we're like, ah, fuck it. You know, the funny thing is now, guys come to our shows, either in Beer Fest costumes or Super Troopers costumes, I always love it. Sure. I love to see those guys. Yeah. It means they're into it, and they're fans, and they're loving it. And they don't give a shit what other people think. <laughs> they don't. They yeah. don't. So maybe I should. It's like that time when you were at the Holocaust movie in your uh, tinfoil monkey uh, <laughs> tinfoil monkey gorilla suit. Right. Well, I was hidden by the monkey suit, so it didn't, it didn't totally matter. I knew one of, my, one of my things was that I knew all the words to Big Bottoms. Yeah. The bigger the cushion, the sweeter the push, and that's what she said. <laughs> right. Uh, the uh, deeper the quicksand, the looser the waist, uh, the looser the waistband, the deeper, ah, whatever. Yeah. I used to know. Or so words. I have read. Or so I have read. Yeah. Um, no, I knew all the words of the songs. You knew all, every scene had a quotable thing in it. The cameos were great, like Howard Hessman and fucking uh, Paul Schaefer. Kick my ass. Go ahead. Kick my ass. Yeah. Uh, Billy Crystal and, <laughs> and, and, dare I say, and even, Dana Carvey. And even Fran Dreschner. Uh, Great. Fran Dreschner was, that was the first time we got a look at her. Yeah. And we got that character, and, and people loved her as uh, Bobby Fleckman. Yeah. And that was the scene <laughs> with the coal sores. Yeah. Which I'd never seen that joke before. And uh, that was as, that was a fucking great, they all had fucking coal sores. Yeah. Hysterical. Yeah. And that was, that, that movie was classic. I remember um, 
It was the gift that keeps on giving, too. Like, I remember our friend Amy Cohen, who was an associate producer on Super Troopers. Yeah. At her house, I don't know if you ever saw it, but, like, on her wall, she had a piece of sheet music from Spinal Tap. It was a song that uh, didn't make it in the movie, but it was called uh, Suck the Snot Out of My Fuck Stick. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Really? Yeah, it was just another... It's like, you know, the joke, uh, the movie that keeps on giving to you. Sure. Suck the snot out of my fuck stick. And, uh... And we yeah. still quote it. We still quote it. Well, I mean, it's... All and, the time. But there are some worldwide quotes there. Like, this goes to 11. Right. Is w- one of the all-time greatest quotes. Sure. Hello, Cleveland is yeah. another. Hello, Cleveland is a fucking classic. We, we do it all the time when we're on the road. Well, it's like... It's, There's already a person inside the organization. Yeah. We quote that one a lot, too. Yep. Yeah. Wow. A, a classic. Classic. A classic. One of the... My favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So so let's see. We got one, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven. It looks like yeah, or maybe six. Depends on if Guardians of the Galaxy is in our top ten. Jesus, dick. <laughs> okay, dick. go. But you know, it's like you just you're just doing great greatest hits. Like everybody says, your movies. You know, no, no. What like, you're doing is you have a being, list, being a but person. you're driving. I'm being a and person. And you pick the first thing that you could see on your list because you don't want to crash the I'm car. I'm being a person. I have an opinion. Okay, and. You know, Kevin, I, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them. They sure. all stink, Kev. Sure, sure. Apparently, mine stinks worse <laughs> than anyone's. Um, okay, well, as I look down, here's... here's uh, the problem is there are also so many of these things. So, right. but this is, I, I remember this is one that I saw in the theater with my family. Okay. And I was laughing my ass off. I was a kid. Is this a, ti- a, a capsule in time? Uh, where maybe okay, you say the movie, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, uh, I was laughing my ass off, and my mom was not laughing her ass off. Okay, and it was because she didn't find the topic funny. Okay, but I was young, and I thought it was hilarious. It was uh, the original Arthur with Dudley Moore. Okay, I laughed my ass off because of the drunk stuff. I thought it like for the opening. He's laughing. I loved the like like John Gielgud was fucking hilarious. Right, right. Uh, like the Liza. Sp- yeah, I didn't love that <laughs> s- stuff so much. But Dudley Moore was was so great in it, and like unbelievable you know, in it. Like the butler scene where he, the butler says "walk this way" and he imitates him like walking into the right. And his jokes, like you know, you, uh, like uh, you know the moose when he's uh, he sees the moose head on the wall and, right. and he's like I you know. I'd hate to see the other side of the, that wall, and you know, like he keeps talking about the moose, and he's drunk. Mm-hmm. I loved it. The well, the hooker at the beginning, you know, like uh, he's like, "This is glorious." She's a princess of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it all. Sure, no, I, I mean, the funny thing is, like, you can't. I don't know that you can. Well, I guess they tried, right? Did you see this the uh, the Russell Brand remake? No, I didn't see it. I didn't. But I mean, it's a hard thing to do that humor these days. The drunk, the alcoholic humor. There was a period in time where you could do that, and now you can't do that. I don't think. Uh, no, and in fact, here a, a, a little side stoner you can do. That's different. But, stoner you can do. Yeah. A little anecdote about that very uh, topic you're talking about. At my uh, my local steakhouse, Monty's. Okay. I happened to once ha- uh, have the good fortune of uh, sitting in the next booth over from. Um, uh, Mel Brooks. Okay. I think I told you this story. Yeah, yeah, go. And he was w- sitting with two other people, and they were talking about Blazing Saddles. Right, which, which is on my list. Is on, okay. the, is on my list, too. Okay. And uh, he, they were talking about how they, you couldn't make that movie today. Yeah. Now, by the way, there's two things that are going on here. Like, 
for, it was just fascinating to be hearing Mel Gibson talk about one of his movies. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. What right. did I say? Mel Gibson? Yeah, sugar tits. Uh, Mel Brooks uh, talking about how you couldn't make that movie now because, I mean, there's a lot of, like, I mean, they're throwing N-bombs around. Sure. And uh, they're dealing with, uh, you know, with racism and things like that. And he was talking about how he thinks people are just more sensitive these days. And uh, so, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting to hear him talk about the different period right. of, uh, of, of time. Right. How you couldn't do that humor now. Yeah. And Arthur is certainly one of those. But they were somehow they, they made it feel, you know, acceptable and goofy and even wistful, you know. If you up between the moon and New York City. Great opening scene. I know it's crazy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so uh, so my mom didn't like it. She didn't. Th- she, uh, she didn't I do not it. approve of this well, drinking she's like, humor. Alcoholism is not. He's an alcoholic, Stephen. Do right. you know what an alcoholic is? And I said no. And she's an, an alcoholic. Is you were soon to become one. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> no. Why don't you tell me about nah, it? I was but like, maybe someday I will. <laughs> yeah, as I poured myself a stiff one. Uh, <laughs> No, you know, she was like, it's not something to, to make jokes about. That's That character is sad inside. He's troubled, okay. and okay. I don't think it's funny. I was like, Jesus, Mom. Now, what did your dad think about it, though? He was laughing his ass off. I love this little British guy. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, like, my dad is also, you know, like, my dad loves everything. Sure, okay. And, like, he, you know, like, you know, listen, he's from Argentina. Yeah, what the hell does the, he know? The truth is physical humor, like a guy, like, stumbling and slipping and falling down. Like, they love that shit sure. in South America. Do you, uh, can I do a little tangent here? Yeah. Did you read the story about the Argentinian guy who got kidnapped in Nigeria? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll <laughs> like this. It's totally unrelated, but I, it just popped into my head, and it happened, like, two days ago. But... Um, so there's some guy, some worker, he was an agricultural worker or something like that, an Argentine or Argentinian, what do you say? Uh, Argentinian. Okay, Argentinian. Yeah, I think people are Argentinian and like wine is Argentine, but okay. I don't know. Okay, so um, he's over there in Nigeria and he's a, a foreigner working there in some agricultural capacity and he gets kidnapped. Okay. By kidnappers, Ooh. by, you know, ransom kidnappers and they take him, they beat the shit out of him and whatever and... Uh, it starts to dawn on him that uh, they think he's an American, but he's not. He's Argentinian. Yeah. And it starts to dawn on him that they think he's an American. Yeah. And he didn't speak the language or whatever. And there is one word that he said to them that made them understand that he was Argentinian. And it, and it uh, assisted in saving his life and then allowing them to release him. Okay. Because he proved to them that he wasn't American. He was Argentinian. Okay. Do you know what that word he said is? Um, let me, th- was it, uh, uh, I don't know. What is it? Messy. Messy. He's like, messy, messy, messy. Okay. And he appealed to these guys' soccer sensibilities. Okay. And they realized he was Argentinian and not American because he kept saying the word messy. Okay. And he was released and he lived. I'm sure, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they had some soccer going because, you know. Sure. In, during World Cup times. Ceasefires in their civil wars, like the Ivory Coast, have, <laughs> right. have been called. Sure. So the people could watch the World Cup. I, I thought that you would appreciate the fact. Cause that was the, like, the title of the article was Messi Saves uh, Argentinian Men's Life. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah, no, I love that. I love All right, that. That's my little tangent. That's my little Argentinian tangent. Okay, that's great. Okay, so where were we? Uh, Arthur, you said. I had okay, said Arthur. Let me write yeah. that down. Arthur. Okay. Um, boy, I have a couple of them here, which I. Uh, which I'm going to hit. Okay. 
I'm going to go with another gut-busting movie, which I laughed my ass off okay. at. Okay, okay. The Jerk. The Jerk. It's on my list. Is it? Yeah, it's on my list. Uh, I was a huge Steve Martin fan when I was a kid. I had his albums, and I listened to him over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, ultimately, I saw The Jerk, and he was essentially doing a character that I, I had heard him do in his stand-up. And it was amazing to me to see the movie version of that. Yeah. And from the beginning, uh, I was born. I was born for a black child, which was a bit that he used to do. Uh, it was. I just laughed my ass off. Yeah, well, start to finish. There and there were a lot of like that. That was also like uh, coming along at the at the right time. Like, uh, I mean, Steve Martin was is one of the underrated physical comedians of our time. Oh, like you think of, like movies like All of Me, where he's got you know a number of body like souls in his body, or <laughs> right. like. But that like. The jerk, like first, you know, the scene where he's like tapping his feet, he's getting the beat for the yep, first time. Yeah, yep, when he starts to dance. <laughs> yeah, and then the thing where it's like, you know, you see him hitchhiking in front of his house, and the guy likes it, like, he gets in, he's like, how, uh, where are you going? And he tells me, he says, how about you, how far are you going? He's like, just to the end of that fence, and he's like, okay, and he gets in, and <laughs> yeah. he gets dropped off, and uh, that was great, and like... Uh, these cans! He hates these cans. That scene was great. Another one I quote all the time. The new phone book's here. The new phone book's here. Yeah, that was excellent. <laughs> uh, the scene, you know, where, like, he writes home and even, like, the one person who can read is reading the letter. And he's like, you know, and, and I'm going to make some money because she promised me a blowjob. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I remember laughing my and ass the guy, that. And the, the, the one, mom doesn't understand it and the dude does. No one understands it <laughs> except for, like, the older brother. Right, right. Like, cause I, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I mean, that was, uh, <laughs> and Bernadette Peters was lovely in that movie. She was lovely. She was like a little China doll. She was lovely. Are you anti Bernadette Peters or are you, you know, what's funny is at the time I didn't like her. Now, when I look back and see those movies, I actually find her quite hot. What didn't you like about her back then? I don't know. You liked your women more Latino? No, no. You I wanna, think it was you like, a dark-haired Latina woman? No, I liked them. I liked them all. I think it was like I think back then I just didn't appreciate that part, like the voice, maybe. Okay. Uh, you know, like uh, I didn't like the name Bernadette. There was a number of cup of pizza. You like cup of pizza? I, I like. Uh, I just didn't. Uh, cup of pizza is good. I, <laughs> cup of pizza is great. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I didn't appreciate, it, but now when I look back on it, I, I uh, you know, I'm quite hot for her, and, sure. uh, and think she's immensely talented. I'm going to watch that again soon, though, because like, I, I had a renaissance on the jerk. Well, I watched it. I don't know when it, you know, first came out, and then I watched it. Uh, we start. We had a little little period in college where that was the pop in movie. Yeah, and we watched it over and over again in college, uh, and that was its renaissance time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I love that movie. Yeah, no, I mean it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great one. It's a great one. The jerk, and you know, it's like. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of uh, of Steve Martin movies that that were excellent. I yeah. have I have another one on my list, um, and, and in fact, I'm sad that we're only doing five a piece. Well, you can, we can cheat. We can cheat a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I have a huge list, but I you know, which maybe we can just rattle some off at the end. But I have uh, a huge list too. But I did narrow mine down to. A, the top, a top eight-ish, okay. knowing that we'd have overlap. Okay. Okay, so I'm the jerk. Okay, you could say that again. Hey, man. Yeah. Oh, and let's not forget the dog shithead. I mean, shithead. Oh, God. Shithead. Great. Yeah, your dog's a real shithead. I mean, that, like, shithead. We, I remember in school. Yeah. Shithead. We were kids. Shithead was the funniest thing we'd ever fucking heard in our lives. <laughs> the dog named shithead to us was, like, was hysterical. It was a heaven. Yeah, it was great. Um, okay, so uh, the jerk. 
Um, all right, let me th- I'm off the top of my head. I know it's on my list. Okay, and uh, you know I can't. I'm, I'm I'm driving. You are driving. This is a car cast. Um, this guy's coming over to our a lane. Truck getting out of the way. Truck in, in my lane. Um, He's gonna look at you, be pissed, and you have a microphone in your hand. Yeah. Hey, what's up, buddy? Just doing a podcast here, <laughs> trying not to die. Um, I'm gonna say. I remember this one because it was one of the first, like, I think it was R-rated, and I can't even remember, but um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail Oh yeah, was, uh, like, I don't know, that might have been my first introduction to random humor. Right. But, like, you know, little did you know that they just didn't have enough money to make the movie, and that's why when they rode horses, (laughs) there was a dude uh, (laughs) clapping coconuts behind them. Brilliant. To me, it was just hilarious. Yeah. And, like... You know the um, like the the knight at the bridge, and you know they cut off the arms and the and the <laughs> right, legs. The and he's knight. like, "Come back, yeah. it's just a flesh wound." And you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll bite you to death. That shit was fucking hilarious. The the killer bunny. Yeah, the killer bunny to me was one of the greatest things I, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, God, what else? What else is this? Did, now was this the knight to say me? The night to say me also yeah. the the like the French uh, guard. Oh at the my top god! Of the that scene at the beginning is with Cleese uh, as the French knight is like, fucking great. They were they were such French cocksuckers <laughs> out there. Like <laughs> they it were was so fucking funny. Um, because it's hard for me because I I I have Holy Grail right now, but like I I also I couldn't figure out. I love Life of Brian. Like I, Life of Brian, maybe my favorite movie of theirs. So here's the thing about Life of Brian because I have I I. May prefer that, and yeah. I the first time I I saw it, I laughed my ass off at that movie. Like the scene where he thinks he's alone, and he opens the window, and he's just naked as a jaybird, and his <laughs> yeah. dick is there, and like yeah. I was like, oh. uh, the the Latin conjugation scene was always a scene that fucking well, because I I took like four years of Latin in, in high school, yeah, and when I saw that Latin conjugation scene, I thought it was fucking the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Okay, so this is this brings up an interesting topic because I right. laughed my ass off through that movie. That's one of those times where I thought that was a movie that was like, it's so smart. Yeah, like you know, for instance, there's another scene which is also you have to know your history to really appreciate it, but it's like. When they're like, what did the Romans ever do for us? And they're like, uh, they, they built the aqueducts. And he's like, oh, okay. Besides right, the aqueducts. Right. He's like, they did give us the roads. And he's like, besides the aqueducts and the roads. And he's like, uh, they give us uh, sewage. <laughs> or right. sewer systems. Right. He's like, okay, besides the aqueduct and the roads and the sewer system. God, the system. Yeah, I mean, that was like, uh, that movie's uh, funny. But I, right. can, uh, I think Monty Python and the Holy Grail is something I've gone back. But then you also have Meaning of Life, which to me was also another one that, was just laugh, and I may have seen the meaning of life before I ever saw Life of Brian. I definitely did, and um, and that was one that I just fucking laughed my ass off at. See, I remember like it's I, a wife of thin. Well, that is the thing is like <laughs> it might have their best scene of any movie because that scene, <laughs> the exploding fat man, is the best. Yeah, but I don't remember much. I mean, I remember like the woman, like the you know the Catholics who like have sure. all she's just dropping babies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, I don't remember much. I remember yeah. a lot of w- naked women running around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Holy Grail was something I can still go back and Absolutely. watch over and over again. You know what else was funny about the movie is like the credits. The yeah. credits—they've got all those jokes in in there, and uh, you know, like about the moose, uh, like you know, or like <laughs> have they they've sacked the pr- the people who did the credits. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry. For sorry, we don't know who got in here and did the credits. They've been sacked. Yeah. And then, there was like uh, I don't we know. tried to do that one time and the studio shut us down. Yeah, they did. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, I guess not. Or you can't you can't fuck with the credits anymore. No, no. 
No, that's why it's hard. Like for Monty Python, to me, they're they're such on a pedestal in their movies, and to uh, it was hard for me to pick one. Yeah, that I could say, you know. Yeah, I I ultimately settled on that one because of uh, you know the 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 longevity and like it had just a lot of lasting images to me. Right. Um, Agreed. And that was also my first taste of Monty Python. Right. And and it was a strong taste. Right. I might chew Monty Python on my way out of here. Okay. Today. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go opposite end of the spectrum from Monty Python, like way to the other direction. What would that be? And it's also another one of those juvenile periods in my life. Like it's just a moment in my life where I have recently watched this movie again, and it doesn't have the same thing, but at the time when I saw it, it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my fucking life. Okay. And I think different people have the same kind of movie at the same point in their lives, but this one was mine. Okay. That juvenile 15-year-old okay. movie. Porky's. Okay. Okay. Porky's, I went with my other 15-year-old buddies or 14-year-old buddies or whatever it was into the movie theater, and I laughed my fucking ass off. Like... And there was I had there were hyenas laughing too, and you know in the movie theater with me. Yeah, like I remember like laughing at some scene, and some dude I looked over, he rolled down the aisle <laughs> of the movie theater because he was laughing so hard. He rolled down the aisle. I mean, like like w- fell onto the ground uh-huh. and did a couple of rotations down t- past my seat. Okay, because he was laughing so hard at Porky's. Interesting. Can you believe that? I I can't believe it, Kev. Did you see Porky's? Yeah, I saw Porky's. <laughs> I saw Porky's. I I, uh, I liked Porky's. I didn't love Porky's. Uh, you know, I uh, I I thought it was. Um, I've were, seen it since, and then you know, it's not the same thing. There and was there were scenes I loved. Like I yeah. loved the prank scene where they go to the you know the the house of the sure. woman to find the, like the dude the machete. Yeah, like yeah, it's great. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and like uh, the funny thing was, we were on our remember we were on our tour. For Puddle Cruiser, I want to say. Yes. And we were uh, traveling around and showing Puddle Cruiser at colleges. Mm-hmm. And um, we got to Syracuse. Yeah. And at Syracuse, we were staying with some students. And um, they had a, a, a movie screen at night for one of their classes. And yeah. it was like great movies of the 80s or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and what the class was screening was Porky's. Yeah. And so we went with them. And we all went to this study hall whatever it was like a like a uh, a classroom where they showed porkies yeah you know 10 years later 15 years later whatever it was and uh and it was definitely funny but it didn't have that same thing that it had for me when i was a 15 year old boy sure so yeah i think that's one of those movies that's very unique to that time period for me it was uh, yeah like i said i was i wasn't I, I saw it in the theater i liked it i didn't love it yeah. uh, you know i thought at the time there were funnier movies for me now, now that's not to say I'm not slamming that movie. I did laugh at it, and there were funny things about it. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, it di- didn't crack it. Okay, didn't, didn't crack that top ten. Okay. Didn't crack mine. But what do I know? I just, I like Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, I think it's just one of those movies that I'm trying to go by what movie I laughed the hardest at when I saw it. Yeah, me and too. And that's one of them. Yeah, me too. Okay. Right. Um, what okay. else you got? Okay, there's, you know, there's a, a couple on here. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at three more that I, that I really, really, really love. Okay. Um... I'm going with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Okay. I thought Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I st- not only did I love it back then and laughed at it because I thought there were so many different types of humor. Yep. In it. Like there was physical humor, there was dialogue humor, 
Uh, there was like fucking bro humor, like screwing your buddy over. Sure, there were twists and turns, and Th- there were plot twists and turns. Although that's not what we're talking about, Kevin. I know, but that's I think that's in my mind. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which I loved. I saw it like three times in the movie theater, and I fucking love that movie. Yeah, but I do feel it was more of like a aha, like there was more of that than to me gutbusters. Sure. Well, it was like, but that was the thing that like when the like Steve Martin shows up in the wheelchair, right. And he's trying to convince her that he's he's a cripple, right? And then That's Michael Caine starts taking the fucking the, 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 the shoots, the, yeah, the bamboo shoots <laughs> or the switch right. to his shins, right? And it's physical comedy. He's like, I'm la- fucking crying. I'm Me too. crying during that Me scene. Too. Me too. And then he's got to keep up the ruse that he's in the wheelchair. And then right. there's the scene where he's dancing, and it's hilarious that then Steve Martin is with the military guys, and he starts telling a sob story about being in the military, <laughs> right? So there was like the one-upsmanship, which was, I loved it, which was funny. Uh, yeah. Rubric the monkey boy. Rubric the monkey boy is a great character, is, and that that whole scene is a fucking great scene. Yes, um, uh, I'm trying to think of, of, of what else. Like, uh, and not to mention that I think it holds up. Like when I see it now, yes, it does. I and and it's like, and that's one of those things also where like, you know, Steve Martin was known as a comedian, and obviously we know Michael Caine is a great actor, but yeah. it's like Michael Caine is not. He's not being overshadowed. Yeah. Like, he's terrific in that part. And the cool thing is Steve Martin is kind of a bad guy, which I think you ha- you didn't necessarily see that that much out of him. Yeah. He's a dick. He's, and he does a great job as a dick. He's low rent. Yeah. And, uh, and, like, and the line of bullshit that each guy is throwing around to women is great, too. Yeah. Uh, is hilarious. So Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, to me, is like... It falls into the category, I think, of one of the all-time great comedies. Yes, um, it does. Beca- yeah. And it's because of the plot twists and turns. Okay. Um, okay. I know that. Okay, okay. That's I don't. I'm not buying it. Well, I'm so you know. I mean, like I just throw Porky's. Yeah. You get, you, that's what you gave me for Porky's. So I'm only know. following your lead, Kevin. I know. I'm just saying. You set the fucking. I tone. agree. I agree. I I I'm just saying, like you know, I love that movie, but it doesn't fit into this. My feelings about sure. it. Sure. Okay. Go. All right. Uh, another one I watched recently. And uh, what can you say about it? It's fucking classic. Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Caddyshack has so many great characters in it. Yeah. And as a kid, and even, t- I, you know, I watched it recently and it holds up, you know, the comic performances and the quotable lines and the moments that are gut-busting fun. Like, I I watched recently uh, with my kids the fucking Baby Ruth in the pool <laughs> scene. Legendary. And it is so funny that scene. Legendary. And when fucking Bill Murray just just eats it. Yeah. He just eats the candy bar. Doesn't make a big deal out of it. Legendary. Just eats it. Yeah. Plus, you can't ever forget the Dalai Lama speech that he gives. Oh, my God. Which apparently was off the dome. Sure was off the dome. Um, but I, I read that they, you know, they called him back in to shoot more scenes just because... Oh, because they was, loved him so much. He was just crushing it? Yeah. And they wanted more of that character, you know? Yeah. But all the... I mean, there's... That's one where it's like, you know, like the, the Irish girlfriend, she's like, well, thanks for nothing, Danny. Right, right. And uh, Rodney Dangerfield and Ted Knight. I mean, those oh, those guys. <laughs> Over to Fresco. Hmm? Hmm? Over to Fresco. Ted Knight. When he's like, Bushwood sucks. He's like, Like, I mean, Ted Knight is one of the all-time great comedic actors. Yeah. And Rodney Dangerfield, I mean, the two of those guys going head-to-head. Yeah. Which is amazing why they, I mean, that they had those guys, and then you throw in Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and... You know, it's just like the scenes are endless with different characters. Like you're hopping around at different characters that are super funny. So you never get tired of one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Ted Knight is so great in that movie. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. 
Now I'm not I'm not knocking Caddyshack. Okay, it is one of the all time greats, and I laughed my ass off at it. I have to admit, at the time, uh, at the time, the Gopher kind of bothered me. Okay, he okay. Has, he's grown on me since then because I sure. accept it now as part of the movie. Okay, but I always I was like the Gopher show. I'd be like, what in the fuck is this? Sure, and it, like uh, it, that's what I loved about it. Yeah, I mean it's it was so random, right? That like you, you always forget. I always forget that that is a part of the movie. Sure, that there's a puppet gopher, a puppet gopher that is really the foil of Bill Murray. I mean, the scene is when he has the plastic explosives and he bites the fucking top off the bunny's head and then throws yeah. the plastic. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, when he's got the girl gopher, you know, <laughs> yeah, like he's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean the Bill Murray character is—he's sort of like your Spicoli character. I mean, yeah. those are those are star-making roles. Yeah, um, you know, and and it's funny because Fast Times isn't on my list, although I hadn't I hadn't thought of it. Uh, it's on my list, but um, I mean, lower down here. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, Caddyshack is uh, is is legendary. I mean, Caddyshack is laugh out loud, scene after scene. There's something in it that's funny. Yeah, no, it's which I think is great. Yeah, no, it's and memorable. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, um, okay. Here uh, here's one that I. Uh, that I loved. Here, here's okay. Trading places. Okay, I loved trading places, and that was you know like I, like I loved Forty Eight Hours, mm-hmm. which was awesome. That was our that you know I I had loved Eddie Murphy on uh, on Saturday Night Live, but then Forty Eight Hours came along was a fucking fantastic movie, and then Trading Places came along, and I saw that in the movie theater like seven times. Right. My friends and I, we would go back every weekend to watch Trading Places in the movie theater. Sure. And laugh at Eddie Murphy's line of bullshit. <laughs> yep. And uh, Dan Aykroyd was hilarious. Right. And the fucking old guys. The old guys were great. <laughs> Those guys are great. Yeah. And then, you know, Dan Aykroyd hitting rock bottom, like when he's drunk as Santa Claus, eating like right. the salmon through his beard. And uh, Jamie know, Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, even like the $5 bet, you know, was, uh, was funny. I will say that uh, with... With uh, trading places, I've never really understood what happens at the end. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, we we worked with George Foles. Well, we, I have a couple movies here which I was going to talk about with that, but we've told the story before. But we got the opportunity to work with George Foles. And George Foles was uh, John Landis's editor, and then became John Landis's producing partner. And um, so he cut a bunch of these movies. And uh, what was great about it? What happened was we sold we sold Super Troopers to Fox. They brought him on to help us. Uh, fix some stuff with the movie and you know at first we were a little bit annoyed and who's this guy and whatever and then when we found out who he was and what he'd done it was amazing and we would just sit in the editing room and then ask him questions mm-hmm. and he talked about that specifically about the fact is that it actually doesn't make sense what happens with the futures and the orange futures or whatever it is at the end of the movie and <coughs> they spent so much time trying to think about how to make sense and they would test it whatever and what they realize is it doesn't fucking matter. Sure. It doesn't fucking matter what really happens. You just have to know narratively what happens. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like people, even if they take too long to have to think about it, it doesn't matter because they know that those guys got fucked. Right? And he said that he and Landis just had that realization at one point and they stopped trying to make it work. Yeah. And they just decided to go with it. Well, the funny thing is, is like when we were kids, we would sit there and talk about it. Like afterwards, we'd be like, we'd be like all right, let's, let's try to figure out what exactly <laughs> happened here. And we'd right. go through it. Right. Because we trusted that the filmmakers would actually give you a correct fact. <laughs> right. It's like... The you, joke's on you, asshole. You were literally... It's like y- y- you were... Uh, you know, you were... You were stumped. Right. And we couldn't stop trying to solve it. Right. Because we were like, I, let's go through one more time. Okay, so wait a second. They've got the crop report. 
<laughs> and so they start buying everything. It was a thing, also a time when you didn't up. have DVR, so you couldn't like rewind it and watch it over and over yeah, and over and over. Yeah, you by, pass you by. Yeah. So wait a minute. Yeah. The so, crap report says. Yeah. Plus, also there was like the, uh, you know, like the guys at the club, John Bedford Lloyd, who played um, you know Mayor Timber, right? In our movie, like those guys were fucking dorks, like making fun <laughs> of like those fucking you know country club <laughs> sure. pussies. Didn't they do like a little acapella number at one point? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so yeah, you know, trading places. Okay. I, I, I love that one. Okay, uh, well then I'm going to throw this on there. Uh, uh, you piggyback? Yeah, because this is a, a Landis George Folsey, also one of my all time favorite movies, uh, is Animal House. Mm-hmm. And Animal House, you know, also iconic, also memorable. Uh, the characters are unbelievably good. Yeah. Uh, you know, from you know Belushi, you know, to Eric Stratton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend in high school whose name was Eric Stratton. Oh, so you did? I was always, you know... Uh, uh, we went to college with guys, a lot of guys like Eric Stratton, too. Yeah. And so, you know, that... Uh, I thought the characters were great, and uh, the plot was also great, the underdog thing. I think that's something we tried to emulate in Super Troopers. Um, and then, so, ultimately, when we worked with George Folsey, who edited Animal House, you got the chance to ask him questions about yeah. it. And, you know, he has these amazing stories about Animal House, like... Like they did their first test screening, uh, or maybe the second test screening, but whatever they did a test screening, and they decided to take it out of L.A. to go test it in uh, uh, in Colorado. There's some college campus in Colorado, and uh, they had changed some elements around, and Folsey had edited some things, and um, and the cast went and watched the screening. And I'm probably getting the whole story wrong, but so Belushi's in there, and they're watching it, and it's kind of quiet, and they had changed some things, and Belushi thought it was. You know, changed, and they got out. They they walked out of the screening, and Belushi went at George Folsey and was like, "You fucked this movie up," and blah 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 blah. And got furious at him, and then they got the numbers back, and it was through the fucking roof. Like yeah. the audience loved the movie. Yeah, like Belushi was afraid that the movie was not good, and then ultimately they realized it's one of the greatest comedy movies ever made. Yeah, and so uh, that ended up being you know kind of a great story he told us. Yeah, well, it was, it, and it was funny because that was like, you know, I'll tell you, my dad is from another country. He didn't understand the rating system, I guess. He took me to see that in the movie theater. I was like six years old. Yeah. Seven years old, whatever. Or, yeah, eight years old. And uh, it was my first, you know, experiencing naked, naked breasts <laughs> right. on film. <laughs> right. And I remember, like, my dad is very simple. Like, we hadn't said anything. We were laughing, and uh, he turned to me during that scene, during the pillow fight scene. Yeah. He just leaned over to me and said, "This is a good movie." And, and, and in earnest, he meant it. <laughs> right. And uh, it was the pillow fight scene. The pillow fight. He was like that was when he was like, "Hey, I like this movie. This is a good movie." Not not anything about like this is my seven or eight year old son here that I've brought like to see all these sure. tits sure. on film like that, that. Very smart movie. This is a good movie. Yeah. This is a should win an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that was funny. And then like I remember the fact that like when um, the cake comes out at the end and says, "Eat me." Yeah, I didn't get that at the time. Right, I just thought they literally eat me because yeah. it's a cake. Because it's a cake. I right. didn't understand the right the other part of it. Also, the uh, you know the devil and the angel on the shoulder. Sure, and the, you know fucker, fucker brains out. Right, for shame, for shame. <laughs> right, Gary. a rape joke, by the way. I, I suppose so. <laughs> Which you can't get yeah. away with. And now. by the, the same girl from uh, that was in uh, yeah. Caddyshack. Oh no, you don't, Daddy. Oh, no, good actress, I guess. Great, she was great. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of great scenes. The horse scene was a classic. You think like um, I feel like when we went to college that that colored, like we were in a fraternity together. It kind of colored like 
the way you thought you were supposed to act in co- and which is an amazing thing for a movie to do. They were reflecting a time, you know, the guys who wrote it was at Dartmouth or whatever it was, and and uh, but it ended up being iconic in terms of toga parties and and things that you were supposed to do when you got to college. And I felt like we tried to emulate that when we were in college, which is kind of an interesting thing. Just get drunk and uh, and have stupid well, parties. you know, have theme parties and toga parties and you know, and take go road on road trips, trips and yeah. you know, I mean that that shit was all burned into our brains by Animal House, you know? To yeah. me, I thought it was, you know? Which yeah. Is, I don't know. Yeah, great. Uh, and, you know, and also... Oh, you know, by the way... Yeah. I will say this. A fantastic villain. A fantastic villain. Dean, Dean Wormer? Dean Wormer. Or are you talking about the uh, Niedermeyer no, and... Uh, uh, you know what? Marmalade. I, or is it Marmalade. Marmalade. I mean, yeah. those guys are... Uh, I, they're nemeses, and, I mean, Dean Wormer is the villain. Yeah. And uh, But he was, you know... What was it? Vernon... Uh, Vernon Wells? No. Vernon Vernon Wells, by the way. No, Vernon Wells was a baseball a, player. A Yankee. Yeah. yeah Dean Vernon. Dean. Vernon. Dean Vernon? Yeah. Dean. <laughs> no, that's Dean name? Wormer. Yeah. Uh, Where did I just see him? Oh, he was an airplane, too. He was an airplane, too. Okay. And the outlaw Josie Wormer. Wales. Yeah. It's great in that. Great villain in that, too. Great. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we're... We're pretty much here. We're pretty much there, let me... Yeah. I wonder if we should just do some... some uh, Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, which I have so many of them. I and know. some of them we talked about. But uh, let me just go. Let me just read what we've done here. Okay. We've done uh, Spinal Tap, Team America, Jackass, Airplane, Animal House, Porky's, Caddyshack, The Jerk, Trading Places, Arthur, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Dumb and Dumber, Zoolander, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. An excellent funny movie. That's, those are the. You should go back and watch that. It's funny. Dude, I, I watch it. My kid, I watch that movie like once a month. It's so good. Oh, okay. It's that good of a movie. I love that movie. Wow, interesting, interesting. Um, some of my other ones, you, you, I mean, we didn't, we mentioned Mel Brooks a little bit, but like there are several. His Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. and History of the World are two movies that I. History of the World is a movie I laughed long and hard at, mm. long and hard at that movie. Okay, and Blazing Saddles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie I watched recently, Slapshot. Slapshot, incredible! What a great, incredible! What a great the movie! The Hanson Brothers. Those guys are so fucking fun. Like, I don't even know the story behind those guys. Yeah, but the way they act together—they're talking over each other. They're they're having co- internal conversations with each other. Uh, it's just unbelievable. While other people are talking to them, yeah. Like there's that scene where they're fucking playing with their race cars, yeah. And they're just giving each other shit yeah. while Paul Newman is trying to talk to them about something, yeah. And they're just like fucking playing with their race cars on their on their hotel bed, yeah. And I think hysterical. He, I think he calls them an R word. I think <laughs> he does. Like they're he does. Yeah, he does uh, that. And like you know the national anthem. I'm listening to the fucking song. Yeah. And like they're, and they're, they were based on real life, the Carlson brothers. Yeah. Um. It, and by the way, Slapshot. Filmed at Colgate University. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was a portion of those filmed in the rink there. At Colgate. Yeah, the rink, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, the rink scenes. Yeah, um, yeah, terrific, a terrific movie. Um, I also had Stripes, mm-hmm. one of my favorite fucking movies. I think to me, it I put Caddyshack above Stripes just because of that third act. I don't think is as. It's a weird third act. It's the it's the third act when they go to Europe yeah. and have to rescue those guys. Yeah, like the first two acts of the movie are as funny as it gets and as quotable and memorable as it gets. And John Candy is fucking unbelievable in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that third act when they go to Europe is a weird. It's almost like a different movie. Well, when you think about Caddyshack, you really never think about the third act. All the comedy is the first two acts. Yeah. It's them training and, you know, like all that stuff. Stripes, yeah. Uh, stripes, yeah. Um, you know, the, the mud wrestling scene. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love Stripes. That's the, I remember the, the seeing the TV commercials. The trailer months where that's the fact, Jack. Do you mean to tell me you <laughs> guys trained yourselves and taught yourself? That's right. the fact, Jack. Yeah. That's the fact, Jack. That was the it's end. It's great. Of it. Yeah. The, yeah. One of the greatest scenes in comedy and movies is that's where they're sitting around telling those stories mm-hmm. about themselves. Oh, yeah. And it's John Candy and who's it? John Dahl and there's uh, uh, Bill Murray does it and Warren Oates. And, is it Warren Oates? Yeah, Warren Oates. Plays the, uh, Sergeant Holka. There's Psycho, Francis. Yeah, right. And they go around the room. That's hey, one of the great ones. Shot. I'll kill you. Yeah. Lighten up, Francis. Yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah. Um, okay, so we had those. We mentioned some of these other ones, though, too. Fast Times, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Dr. Strangelove. Uh, uh, one of my all-time great favorite uh, Steve Martin movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. Love it. John Kenny is amazing in that movie. Okay. It's a little sad well, at times. Well, listen, we're talking about laughing your ass off I know. when you so come out of the theater. It's, that's why it's not in my okay. thing, but, okay. you know. And then I did these other ones. Big Lebowski. Fucking okay. love that movie. Love Big Lebowski. Not not to me a, a, a huge laugher, although um, I did. It was one of the ones, the first time I saw it, as with many of the Coen Brothers movies, I was I, I liked it the first time, and then it has grown on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is the porkies of another generation's American Pie to me, which is a very funny movie. Very funny. Um, and... Um, Election, I think, is a fucking great funny movie. Okay, uh, there's some f- real laugh out loud shit. Some great, movie. some great shit. But I don't, I'm I'm breaking down our 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 you know parameters a little bit here, and I mean, I don't mean to. Yeah, because that's that's not your uh, that's not in well, your well. Because now what's going to happen is like here's we did our list our our list up there, and then people are going to type in you know to the tweet or to tweet into us and be like. Well, what about this movie? That's because it's subjective, Kevin. I know, and now we threw out like all these other movies too. Yeah, and here, I mean, here's some more too. Like, okay. uh, 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 I bet you'll fight me on this one. Bridesmaids. I no, no, I, I, I like Bridesmaids. I thought it was very funny. There were there were stuff in Bridesmaids, like I fucking laughed out loud. Like absolutely, the opening scene where she and John Hamm are having sex. Yeah, great. And like you know, he's just pounding away at her, and she's not really into it. But right. then like. She wakes up to put on the makeup and like impress because she really does like him. Thought that was great. Great. I thought the uh, the airplane scene is fucking phenomenal. Yes. With uh, like what's what kind of name is that stove? It's my name, Steve. Stove appliance. Sure. Uh, that's not a name. Like that whole scene is funny. Great. I thought the 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 trying on the the uh, wedding gown stuff with the you know the bridesmaid's costume after eating the Brazilian uh, food and like shitting in the street in the sink was a yep. great yep. physical comedy scene. Great. Um, I, like I thought, I thought that was a, that was a great movie. Um, let's see another one. Okay, Ghostbusters. I great fucking movie. love Ghostbusters. But that's like that is a Bill Murray tour de force. It's a Bill Murray tour de force. Like when you see him go from scene to scene and do see what he does in those scenes, it's as good as it gets. Yeah, with you know with great uh, supporting work from the ghosts and sure, also sure. your third act. Like I mean, Richard Moranis was fucking great in that er- movie. Right. Scorny Weaver, Scorny yeah, Weaver. Harold Ramis, the the state Ernie puffed Hudson. marshmallow man, great. And yeah. uh, a little side note: so that was filmed on uh, the state puffed marshmallow scene was shot on sixty fifth between sixty fifth and sixty sixth in Columbus, right across the street from Andy Ballant's house. Okay, and uh, he lived down West sixty fifth Street. Okay, and uh, I remember there's one night we were so they probably shot it when like eighty six. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was right. It was in in the mid eighties. Okay, okay. And there was one night we were coming back. Uh, to his house to play video games after like a, you know a night out uh, curbing of underage uh, beating curbing. up punks and uh, yeah, yeah. gang fighting in New York City like yeah, you used to do all that shit okay. stealing and looting okay. throwing uh, you know garbage cans through windows 
And um, all of a sudden we saw, like, there were all these white balls all over the street. And there was a police car that, like, the street had exploded. And there was a police car that had fallen into a, a, a hole in the street. Right. And then there were all these uh, 18-wheelers with military. Right. And, like, machine guns and, and costumes. Right. And uh, we, we were like, we didn't know what to make of this. Right. We had no idea what to make of this thing and because uh, it looked real to us. Yeah. And then we discovered that they were shooting the movie there the next night. And it was, uh, it, you know, it's the, f- the big finale scene with the, with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And so we actually got to be extras Ah. Informally, we just snuck on. It's the scene where people are running from the sure. battle that's going you get, on. Could I see you if I watched? If I paused it, at oh a hell, no, point? hell no! And the other thing is, the two uh, the brass doors of the building on Central Park West were off their hinges. Had okay, been, like, us. we didn't know what the fuck right. had had happened. Yeah, uh, Gazul was it? Who's the who's the uh, there was wait there was Azul. Uh, there was Gozor. Gozor the barbarian yeah, was coming through, bro. The gatekeeper and the key master, <laughs> right. and they make love to each other. <laughs> that's right. And uh, you know, so go good. across the streams, and all, and you know, it's like oh, so good. All that shit was great. Uh, another one, honorable mention: forty-year-old virgin. Great. Uh, I thought those. Uh, I thought that was when I saw the poster for that movie. Oh, Steve best poster Carell, ever! It was like that's what you want in your advertise. That's like an advertiser's wet dream. Is like f- the forty-year-old virgin with that with that photo. Yeah. I was like, I'm seeing that fucking movie. Well, because also the very cool thing about that is, is you we didn't know who Steve Carell necessarily was at that point. I mean, he's not who he is now. He that was his first major film role. Seth Rogen too. Yeah, and you're like, you're watching. And you're like, oh my god, this movie is making him into a star, and it did. You yeah, know what I mean, and and it was, and he was so good in it. And he was so lovable in it. You know, yet there was such body humor in that thing. But like, he was great, and then like. Seth Rogen was great. He didn't know who he was. His opening monologue about like going to Tijuana and the donkey and the yep. woman and like feeling bad for the woman, feeling bad for the donkey, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that was great. And then uh, you know like the uh, Jane Lynch's character, when great. She wants to be fuck buddies, and she talks about. The, I auditioned for that character. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I did. They, it was originally written as a man. Okay. And uh, I went in and auditioned for that part. Yeah. And obviously I didn't get it. You didn't. And then it turned into a woman. Yeah, well, she nailed it. She <laughs> and nailed she it. was fucking great. When she sings the song about, like, you know, she used to have sex with the pool boy, and, and yeah. he used to sing the song to her, and at the end of it, it's like, un partido de fútbol. <laughs> right. I laughed my yeah, ass off. It was off. great. Romeo Malco was great. Would you have liked to see me in that role, though? Or? Nah. And um, and also, like, the old Indian dude was hilarious. Yep. Yep. Um, there was just, a, like, I, I, I thought that, and the openings, you know, where he's got the boner, and he's like, you know, he... He wakes up and uh, goes to the bathroom. That was yep. that was great. Great, 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 incredible great. movie. Great. Um, okay, all right. Well, like I said, I'm funniest a, movies. I'm gonna chew on some Monty Python on the way. Okay, out. well, that was it. Was fun to go through those movies though. Some sure good was. memories. It sure. Hopefully, was. people will will appreciate that and think of some other funny movies. Let us know. Yeah. And um, and next week we're gonna do guests. We got some guests coming. We up. got some guests. Yeah. Because. Uh, We'll give we'll give the lists a rest for now. Even though I I really enjoy the lists. Yeah, they're fun to talk about. Yeah, we just we know a lot of people uh, like the guests, and we don't want to make them listless. <laughs> even though that's what you're gonna fucking be. <laughs> that's a good we one. Have the fucking guests. Great one. <laughs> uh, all right. So what are you chewing on the way out? Monty Python. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna chew Big Ruth Bar for a Caddyshack. Okay. Duty. Okay. Duty. Duty. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.